0: I'm Elizabeth Reese. I'm Marjorie Punnett. And this is Best to the Nest, the podcast that is all about creating happy, healthy, beautiful nests that prepare us to fly. Marjorie, this is very fun to talk to you today, and we are talking about a big topic. What do you got for me? Anxiety. Oh, yeah. Anxiety. Talk <laughs> about a, something I've that can... that. <laughs> yeah, like something that can just suck the soul out of the fun yeah. is anxiety. You know, it's fascinating when you start start to talk about anxiety with people how many people deal with anxiety and how many women
1: i wonder if it's more women than men I would think so. Or do we just do it differently? We might do it differently, yeah. I spent a lot of time being anxious. I wish I could get that time back. You know, I remember being the most anxious I've ever been. And the thing
0: that really like was ding, 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 this is not normal to me, was my comparison of my experience of having my first baby to having my second baby. Oh, that's interesting. I'm not a super anxious person by nature, but I definitely have periods of anxiety. And I remember being pregnant with Bernie and this was when we were living in our little tiny house and I would go to bed early because I was so tired and my husband would be up I don't know probably watching Game of Thrones or something like right right, uh, right outside the the door I mean living a normal life right there and I remember that I would lay there pregnant and my mind would start to think okay so if he leaves this is how I'll do it by myself <gasps> I'll have to do this and this and I will have to arrange it and I probably won't be able to afford that daycare but maybe my mom would help me or this and all of that. Wow. I mean, this is where my mind was going. I just want everyone to be aware that there was 100% not a single indication from Jay that he was going away
1: <laughs> walking out the door. I mean,
0: he was sitting out. He was maybe no. getting up to go get a beer, but that was it. I mean, there but is. doesn't
1: that speak to who you are in that you always have to feel like you're going to be okay? Yeah. Because okay. we've talked about this, that you're For super sure. independent yes. and that you need to know, I can do this.
0: It's like the survival oh, and the anxiety. Wow. And then I remember after having Bernie, I gave birth to Bernie and brought her home and then Jay went back to work. She was born in January. And every day at about three forty five or four o'clock when it would start to get dark because in Minnesota folks it gets dark early in the winter (laughs) at noon (laughs) I would start to feel like the stress and the anxiety in my chest and I would start start to like text him and call him and be like when are you coming home how late are you going to be there when are you getting on the road because the nights were so long and I was so anxious about them and then I also remember I was ordering tons of stuff from Amazon because I'd be like this pacifier doesn't work we'll order another one I mean whatever this I need another swaddle.
1: fascinating.
0: I would order stuff from Amazon and I distinctly remember, Marjorie, having the thought before I went to bed one night that I've been ordering all this stuff from Amazon and they come and they ring the doorbell and I just open the door and I get the package. I have to remember to look out the window. I need to look out the window to make sure that it's the Amazon person, not someone who's going to kick in the door and take the baby from me. And I was reminding myself, like, look out the window. Make sure you look out the window. Make sure you look out the window. Okay, so then fast forward a couple years later I have another baby and I did not have any of those anxiety experiences whatsoever. We Look would go how- for walks and have great and I get great time. I mean, it was still hard and I was still tired and it was no. still like in pain and all those things. But that's when the light bulb went off where I was like, that was anxiety. That was not
1: normal. we didn't need 20 pacifiers that was not normal normal. right no but that's so interesting because what that is if you look back at it and you can now that you have sort of an a b comparison you can look back at how your psyche was trying to adapt to the idea that you were going to be responsible for another human being at the level that you feel the responsibility to yourself for sure oh that's really interesting but oh my god that must have been hard it was hard. And yeah. when you
0: were an anxious – I mean, you were an anxious person. I never would have thought of you as being an anxious Here's person. Here's where the
1: anxiety – well, it's it's very particular like with you. It was that scenario. That's what made you anxious. For me, I would have to say my anxiety as the kids got older was knowing where they were. Yeah. All the time. And this was, I bet they
0: love that. Especially for is, you, cause you were a freewheeler when you were a young pup. You were running the city of Chicago.
1: I mean, you were running. And that's, it. and that's probably a part of as strange as that seems is because I was sort of a – when I say wild thing, that means – it that makes it sound like I was doing bad things. I was such a, I was such a little type A. I yeah, you were wasn't. independent. I was very independent, and we were allowed to be that way. I was the youngest of four. I was out doing – out in the city by myself at a very young age. I mean, I can remember taking the bus downtown – in downtown Chicago at like nine by myself. That's – yeah, wow. And so I just think that with my children, I was – I was always – hyper aware of where they were, didn't love for them to go too far from home. Once they started driving, I would need them to sort of check in. And here's where that anxiety played out. And this is sort of hard to admit, but my son said, because now they're grown. And he said, you know, that was hard for us because we love you. And we knew that if we didn't if we didn't check in that it would make you nervous. So we were always very mindful of that. But he said, Mom, you've gotta know like there were times where it just didn't even seem worth going out because oh. I didn't want you to worry. Oh yeah. And I hate that idea. So that's I hate that idea. You know,
0: and that's really I think at the core of what anxiety takes from us, which mm-hmm. is the joy and yeah. the ability to experience life. Yep. I mean, really, that's it's exactly, exactly it. that's what it takes from us. So our guest today is Senya May. I'm glad you admitted that, Marjorie. Really, yeah. that was brave
1: and bold. Yeah, it doesn't feel good. And you, mm. you know, I, that will always be my perspective. I think between the two of us is I'm at the other end, so I can see with regret how my actions influenced my own children and i have wonderful children yeah and they're very honest but that's a hard thing to look back and think i've robbed them of something because they were trying to caretake me yeah that's a hard that's a hard spot
0: that's why anxiety is such an important thing to talk about so senya may is our guest today senya i have talked about on this podcast Mm -hmm. before because senya is my godsend acupuncturist oh Oh, senya hello (laughs) darling well hello. Oh my nice gosh, good to talk, you guys. Sanya is such an angel of a person, Marjorie. I'm telling you, you come back to Minnesota. I'm going to book you an appointment with Senya right away because Senya has such a beautiful, holistic view of health and wellness. She does segments with us on Twin Cities Live and so she shares her knowledge there. And then I've become like a loyal Senya visitor. So I am
1: so excited about this conversation. I have never had acupuncture, but I
2: 100% believe that it's all good. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> so Just, amazing. So
0: Sandy, you and I were talking actually while I was getting acupuncture the other day and we were talking mm-hmm. about anxiety and I did not know this about you because, you know, not only are you my acupuncturist and on the show, but we've become friends and that you suffered from anxiety. When we talk about like debilitating like taking the joy from life. That's exactly what was happening to you. And this was long before you discovered acupuncture.
2: Absolutely. And it's really funny because when people see me, they think I look so calm and put together. And I'm like, (laughs) you have no idea what I've been through to get to the point where I can feel relaxed most of the time because I had horrific anxiety when I was in my early 20s. Mm. And it was so debilitating that when I would go to work, I'd be walking down the hall and I'd people would be coming you know they'd be walking towards me and i'd be like do i do i say hi to this person do i ignore them do i turn and go the other way do i do have I my folder in my hand what do i do every single person who walked by oh, and wow. it was like every minute of the day was filled with this this overwhelming anxiety
1: of just the little things caused you to have to have those conversations that would be exhausting
2: mm-hmm. it was it was and i and i kind of like it feels like something isn't right here maybe you know, yeah, I just started a new job. I was in corporate America. It was it was a really big shift for me, having come out of college. And I'm like, well, I'll go, I'll go see a therapist. And you know, maybe there's some things I need to talk through. This just doesn't seem normal. I don't want to do medications yet, but like, let's let's talk to somebody. And and so my therapist said, well, you know, I think you have some, you maybe have an adjustment disorder. Of uh, you know. And that's what's causing the anxiety, she said. I'm like, I don't know, it kind of seems a little more than that. Hmm. So she said, well, write down every time during the day that you feel anxious and what triggers it, and then bring it back to me next week. Oh, and so wow. I did that, and I filled page after page of notes. And pretty much I was writing something down every three to five minutes. No, oh, Wow. <laughs> yeah. Even sitting at my desk, I would be super anxious. And I brought it back to her, and she, like, her face, like, she, she almost turned a little bit white. She's like, I don't think you just have an adjustment issue going on here. I think you have generalized anxiety disorder. So I was like, Yeah, I, I think I do. I, that's why I'm here. Like, this is really, really bad. She's like, Yes, we need to do something about this. This is not normal. You can't live like this. Man.
0: So then, what happens, Senya, in terms of like, where do you go? Because, I, you know, I know for you, you didn't feel like you necessarily wanted to go on medication right away. Medication can be something that, you know, I think can be a touchy subject for some people. It is like a godsend and it's so important and it's so important to not have it be stigmatized at the other I mean I've had I had a friend just the other day talk to me about when she was on Lexapro and she said I just felt I felt even but I felt nothing good I like muted my whole life and it muted everything and so that wasn't the right thing for me so is definitely something that is important as an option but it's not the right thing for everybody
1: not at all yeah
2: right and, you know, and I, thank goodness that there are, are those medications because there's, like you said, they're a godsend for so many instances. Yeah. And, you know, so I'm, I'm one of those people, and even though I'm in holistic health, I think that all forms of medicine have their place. And sometimes you need the meds. Right. And you should go on the meds, and you should do them. But if you feel like there's something that you can do on your own, or you feel like maybe there's some changes you can make, and you want to you want to do something else, well, that's where I come in. That's where I can, you know, that's where I help people. So, so you started,
0: asked, you went to acupuncture then, right, Senya? And then that's when you started to be like, this is what I'm so passionate about.
2: Yeah, I kind of went on a journey. So I started doing yoga. I started dabbling in, med- in meditation and. I learned more about my diet and how that could be affecting me. And, and then eventually I n- ended up getting acupuncture as well. And, and I've been doing things for, you know, a few years at that point to try to get my anxiety under control. And, and when I started acupuncture, I remember I was sitting across the, the, the way from my practitioner. And my anxiety was so bad that I was sitting there and I was shaking. Like I was like uh-huh. physically shaking. You could actually see me like quivering in the chair. And she's like, okay, I think we need to, we need to have you lie down and let's just get started. <laughs> (laughs) yeah yeah, let's go let's go like we don't need to talk a whole lot more (laughs) and and I think it's so amazing because how can needles like putting needles in you relax you oh my gosh it was unbelievable she did a few key points to just kind of reset my nervous system and it was the first time in ages that I felt like I was actually relaxed I could actually calm down and take a deep breath and um, so when I got off the table I was like wow I feel wow I feel so much better this is this is amazing. This would be great if I could continue this. And I got in my car and I started driving and I got a couple blocks away and I had to pull over. I was like, I need to, I just like turned the corner, parked in front of somebody's house. And I, all of a sudden I just burst into tears, just burst out crying. And here I had had so many transitions in the years at the end of college and then starting a new job and like all the things that were going on in my life. And I had just been holding on to them. They were just building up and they just all finally came out. They all came out, and I just, like, I bawled for, like, a half an hour in my car in some random person's front yard, and...
1: so and i felt so much better after that i'm gonna just probably sound like an idiot but did the acupuncture was that just the that just triggered the release
2: you know i think i think what it does what it did was that it calmed me down enough that i could actually feel the real feeling yeah. that was creating oh. my anxiety oh. and, our, and our bodies store emotions so if you've been through a lot of you know so if, if you've been through a lot of stress and like and a lot of trauma because at that point it was it was turning into trauma for me mm-hmm. really right i was having trouble getting through every day from the 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 oh. stress I was going through, and that trauma gets stored in your cells. And there's books on this. There's a great book called Molecules of Emotion. It talks about how our cells will store emotions.
1: Oh, I believe and, it, yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. And one of the things that acupuncture does is it, it helps to release those emotions from your cells. Wow. And you can have a really huge, sometimes people call it a healing crisis. That's a kind of a dramatic word for it, but but, I mean, that's kind of what it felt like for me. Um, other times it can be just a very gentle release when, you know, nothing really significant happens, like crying, but, but acupuncture can help to facilitate that. So
0: Sonia, do you think, I mean, cause what it sounds to me like what sometimes maybe is happening is you've got this trauma and it's like underlying and then it manifests itself into the form of anxiety. And then it's like Mm -hmm. this vicious cycle where Mm -hmm. you're just operating at that high level. You've got all the trauma stuffed down without really understanding that all that stuffing has sort of raised your ground level. And so then...
1: It's kind of a new normal. Yeah. And then your new normal
0: is just like, I mean, you can just feel like when you talk about shaking or that nervous or, or or like just being stressed about every single interaction to me when i hear that it sounds like you're just vibrating at that this super yeah. high level and it's just like da, 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 and it's just exhausting and that's how mm-hmm. i can imagine how damaging that is for your body because you're in like fight or flight adrenaline mode all, all the time, the time.
1: Mm-hmm. constantly wow so can, can i yeah. can i take you back to cuz i What I think is so wonderful about the story that you're telling is that you were listening to your – you were listening to yourself. You were listening to your body enough to know I don't have to live like this. And Mm -hmm. I think when Elizabeth talks about that new normal, so many people just – keep going and think this is just what it's going to be. This is just what life's going to be. This is what it feels like. Of course I feel anxious. I have children. I have a full-time job. I've got a husband or I don't have a husband or whatever your situation is. Mm -hmm. And I think people just sort of say, this is what it's supposed to feel like. And what I love about your story is at a young age, you kind of knew either it's not supposed to feel like this or I don't want it to feel like this. And I think that's really, really cool because I don't think a lot of people can do that at such a young age.
2: Yeah, I think I was very fortunate to recognize that because I was raised in in a Finnish culture, so we're very stoic. You know, we right. keep it all inside, and we are very strong, and we can handle everything. And You can't see anything that's going on inside, and, like, that that serves us very well. I can get a lot of things done. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> um, I'm a very effective person, that even though I can get very bad news and then go on TV and have no problems. Right, <laughs> right. Have a conversation. You guys get
0: that. Yeah, we get yes, it. We, we get it. Get it. <laughs> yes, we do.
2: But I just, you know, my husband was really great because... He was the one who just said, "You don't have to live like this. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be like this. What what's going on? Is it your job? Is it you know? If it, if this is your job, quit your job. Like just something quick. Don't even figure something else out. Just quit today. because yeah. this is not worth it. Mm-hmm. That's got great. A really supportive partner. Very young, who was like, no, nah, I don't. We don't need to live like this. I don't like this at all.'
1: I think that's wonderful. And then when you went to therapy, what was the therapist's suggestion to you in terms of the general anxiety disorder? What was the uh-huh. therapist's solution?
2: Honestly, I don't really remember because she she was in a position where she was just about to retire. And right. so I don't really feel like she had – she was super invested in really helping me get the tools. We talked about some of the stresses in my life. And, you know, I, I, it, was, it was it was talk therapy. Yeah. Um, right. And so I actually went and did hypnotherapy after that. And I found that to be even more effective for, for what I was dealing with. Because with hypnotherapy, you actually go back in. In your into your subconscious mind, and you you go back to those those traumas that triggered you, like that are stored, and you right. go back and you heal them and release them. But wow. so then you're not. Like, like Elizabeth said, like when you have a lot of anxiety, your stress level is a nine out of 10 all the time. All the time. And we want to bring that down to like a one or two out of 10 and like, okay, can bounce up to a three or four when a lot of things are going on, but we don't want it up in the red zone all the time.
0: Yeah. Because imagine, I I just think it's such an interesting connection between the emotional and the physical, which I mean, I, you know, and that's, that's the thing that we separate so much in Western medicine. That's so beautiful when you can integrate different parts of medicine into your life. I mean, I love what Senia says that there's a place for all of it. If I'm in a farming accident and my arm is cut off, like take yeah. me to the hospital. <laughs> like me reattach that bad boy <laughs> now. I mean, and yeah. thank goodness. But yeah. when it comes to like those more kind of nuanced, like non-trauma where it's it's a whole body thing, I mean, that's where Chinese medicine just gets it. And just is, it's so important to bring into your life. I want to know about the shift then, Senia, from when you were going to acupuncture to then when you decided, I'm going to be an acupuncturist, I'm going to go to China, I'm going to study, I'm going to do all these things.
2: (laughs) Yeah, it was was a long process. I pretty much figured out I'll make this story short, but um, I pretty much figured out I needed to get out of corporate America. That was really the root of the, of the problem for me. I really wanted to go into medicine, but my husband's a doctor, and he was going through his residency at the time, and he said, "Hun, you cannot go to med school. It's going to kill me. I can't. I with you. Please, please, please find anything else but this. Please. So I respected that. Um, and, and when it came down to it, though, I, you know my, my background is engineering, which is all about problem solving and finding the root oh, of an issue. Yeah. Yeah. And so I wanted to find a type of medicine where you're getting at the root of the issue. Oh, and I love- feel like the Asian medicines are really good at that. The Chinese medicine is great at that. Ayurveda, Indian medicine is really good at that. And even though, so this was way back in the early 2000s. And people still wanted the magic, the magic pill then. They mm-hmm. really did. But yeah, right. now it's not the case. It's been fascinating to see things change over the last 15 years since I entered the field, but I knew, I'm like, you know what, there are people out there who want to know how to heal themselves, and they want to know how to, you know, to avoid medications, I, and I just knew I'm like, this is going to become huge, people are going to want this, they maybe don't want it right now, but 10 years from now, everybody's going to be hungry for it, and so I want to learn the best form of medicine that can help me bring that to as many people as possible. And I did tons of soul-searching and did classes and talked to lots of pe- people and practitioners. And I decided, you know, Chinese medicine was really the best fit for me. Signed to grad school and quit my job and, now yeah, became a student again.
1: <laughs> so where did you study? So where did you study? You studied acupuncture itself. So
2: I have a degree in oriental medicine. And actually here in Minnesota, there are a couple schools where you can get a degree. And they're oh, very good that. programs. So I went to Northwestern Health Sciences University here in Minnesota. And after I graduated, I did do a fellowship as well in China.
1: Oh, my goodness. It's, I, it's amazing. It, it, what's so great about the way you talk about it is just the idea that it fits who you are. Or I love that, that, that idea of being an engineer and then taking that and the way that your mind works – to acupuncture it makes complete mm-hmm. sense I mean it's sort of brilliant senya
0: <laughs> even though when you on the surface it it sounds kind of odd like engineering to acupuncture yeah. but then the way that senya yeah. describes it it just it's perfect yeah it really yeah. is yeah so,
2: Marjorie, you the first person who's ever told me that that makes sense <laughs> <She's>
1: like, <"What>? <laughs> <laughs> Senya oh, meet Marjorie. Oh, oh, oh my goodness! <laughs> there oh, we go. My goodness. So Elizabeth, what brought you to Senya? Well,
0: Senya. So I have long. Um Loved acupuncture. I had a girlfriend in college who would go to acupuncture, and so I started going in college. And then if I really, yeah, oh yeah, in Madison. And um, and then when I I found an acupuncturist in Duluth who I would see at my first job, and then in Green Bay. So everywhere that I would go, I would find someone. And then Senia and I connected through Twin Cities Live. And the first time she was on the show, I was just like, this woman is like an angel. So I mean, my mom goes to see her. My sister goes to see her. I mean, we (laughs) love. Senya so much and, and now I'm really working on integrating acupuncture into more of like a wellness regimen. So Senya started maybe because I ha- hassled her for a long time, this membership program so that you can you basically it's like a kind of like a subscription and so oh, you pay a monthly great. fee and then you get you know whatever there's different levels and you can have you know a couple services or one service a month and then you can tailor that to whatever you need to that month because I started realizing like I'm really lucky in that I have sent you a cell phone number so I can contact her in any time of day which I'm sure she appreciates <laughs> but what I was doing is like I was doing kind of the same old thing that we always think about with medicine where, like, I, I was using it as crisis medicine. So it was so, emergency. Exactly. So I would have a time where I'd be like, Senya, like, I think I have a sinus infection coming on. I'm like a mess. My head hurts. I can't focus, you know? And, and I was like, can I come over to your house and get some Chinese herbs? And she would say <laughs> yes. But that's not the way to do it. So right. I like to think of it as more of like a every six to eight weeks, I go in to get my hair colored and cut. Right. This is what I do. I go to see Senya and I go in and it's different things, different times, and I've done different services with her. Right now, we've been working on a digestive cleanse reset because I'd been feeling some major stomach stuff, and that's been helping. So it's just having that relationship with someone that then you make it part of your wellness routine and then not necessarily just like my arm got cut off. I've got to go in right now.
1: So it's a what I love about that, it sort of – maintenance so that your new normal isn't in the eight and nine reds yes. that your new normal is one or two yeah and you might spike mm-hmm. up to three or four i love that you said that senya because i think for so many and i'll just talk for for myself it's so many times in my life you would get to that you know seven eight nine and you were living there and that really felt like that's how life was supposed to be and it wasn't until for whatever reason you weren't there for a moment or two and you're like oh wait a second I don't want that to be where I live all the time yeah and I think so many of us we feel like we have to live there. But Elizabeth, I think what makes you so smart is that you realize you don't want to be there, and that's going to be so beneficial to everybody around you that you don't want to live there. Well, I that think I'd that... rather live in the one and the two. Yeah, and I think that helped
0: even with my second pregnancy because Senya, I started seeing you after after I'd had Bernie, and <laughs> but we I remember going to see Senya several times before I wanted to get pregnant with Franklin, right. and we talked about it, and and so Senya doesn't say these things because of. I will share my <laughs> <laughs> Um, that I, you know, that I went in and said, okay, I want to get pregnant. And we did, you know, we like did, I did acupuncture. I think I went in to try to induce labor with Bernie. And then after when I was getting pregnant with Franklin, it was like, let's do a few sessions to just get your body ready, get yourself in the right place. And I don't know. I mean, I think there was a multitude of things that helped, but I can certainly say that my pregnancy and birth experience was, with Franklin was a lot easier, even though mm-hmm. it was, I had had a lot more going on because I still had another child
1: So Senya, what is happening when someone comes in to see you for acupuncture and I'm, I'm getting the idea that you do much more than, than that with herbs and things yeah. but if somebody's coming in for acupuncture, what does that look like and what what is it actually doing to the body?
2: Well, when, when somebody first comes in, we actually do an assessment to figure out what their Chinese medicine diagnosis is. And I feel like that's an, imper- an important step to talk about because we want to look at, if so say somebody's coming with an anxiety, we want to look at on a very, you know, we go very in-depth, but we can look on a, talk on a high level that we want to look for if they have an excess pattern or a deficiency pattern. And if those two different patterns will treat them very differently. Mm-hmm. And so, like if somebody has an excess pattern, then... Usually, their anxiety may not look like-minded. It might, like, excess patterns tend to be more like super stressed, super loud, super, you know, angry, irritable, um, you know, constantly wound up. For that, we'll do certain types of acupuncture. And if somebody has a deficiency pattern, which was more what I had, it's just like really jittery, low blood sugar, felt better if I took a nap, and, you know, those yoga really helped me. With a deficiency pattern, then we'll do different things for that. And so, the acupuncture on a very general level is going to calm your nervous system down. And so even though we're doing points in the arms and the legs and on the scalp, there's a, there's a connection to your central nervous system with acupuncture. That it, it settles your, your brain down. It resets your nervous system, and it, and it, it calms it back down again. Um, and okay. then whatever their underlying pattern is that's creating it, then we'll do additional points for that. So if it's a super excess pattern. We want to clear heat and help to relieve the stress that they're feeling. If it's a deficiency pattern, we want to help to build their body back up and help it make more nutrients. Um, You know, we're looking at blood and yin usually. Um, That's very common postpartum. Is that you lose so much blood and you go through this marathon experience of giving birth, and you're so deficient afterwards. And so we have to we have to build your body back up. After that, so we'll do points on the body to help to stimulate your ability to to renew blood.
1: Oh, I love that! I love what you said. Settle your brain down. Yeah, no kidding. Oh my goodness, that's what it feels like. mm -hmm. Elizabeth, what if you don't mind me asking? What were you in the diagnosis? Excess or deficiency? I think it's just shifted in different points, right, Senya?
2: Yeah. I it, mean, because it, it's it's, d- it's like a
0: real evolution. I mean, we talk a lot about what's going on a lot. And and we work on like a lot of food things with me too of like what feels good, what isn't working, that kind of stuff. But uh, but post baby, she's totally right. I mean, there's just there's a totally different view of of postpartum care in Chinese medicine than there is in western medicine. I mean, western medicine it's like go home, and then yeah. try to figure out how to breastfeed and like best of luck to you. I mean, in Chinese medicine there's like a full care routine that is about the village coming in to support the new mother and getting her
1: Oh gosh, back doesn't together. that seem doesn't that seem healthy yeah. and, as it should be? It's yeah. incredible.
2: So, Senya, yeah, the, the golden month. The golden month. What? Yeah. yeah. Wait. Yeah, the golden what? month, you stay in bed, you bond with your baby, your mother-in-law, your mother is over, they cook you food, they bring you the food, you don't leave okay. the bedroom, you don't leave the house.
1: Okay, what the hell? I know.
0: What the (laughs) hell is right? What the hell? I know. Oh, my God. There's no golden month here. (laughs) No. How have we messed
1: that up so royally (laughs) in this country?
0: It's a, a major mess up.
1: Oh, I love that. Okay, Elizabeth, we may have a new mission. <laughs> We've got to get we the golden do, month. We, <laughs> we have to spread the word, Senya. I know,
0: maternity leave <laughs> is one problem. The golden month is like the next level.
1: Oh, <laughs> so, Sania, let's I love that. Let's
0: talk about other ways that you encourage people to kind of deal with anxiety because I mean, if you've got like a mm-hmm. clinical level, that's one thing, but I think Everybody can relate to that idea of just certain triggers or Mm -hmm. certain times in life where you're feeling that anxiety. And I think your perspective on exercise is really, really interesting.
2: Mm -hmm. Because everybody in America, well, not everybody, but it just seems like people believe that if if you're exercising... That you should be a runner. Like, if you're not training for a marathon, then you're not doing enough. And <laughs> right, that's just the circle right, right. that I hang out in, but <laughs> um, it, there's just this, there's this intensity around exercise that doesn't actually make sense from a Chinese medicine perspective. And so, if you're dealing with, if you're, if you're dealing with a lot of stress and anxiety, then it, the thing that the exercise you should do depends a little bit on what your pattern is. So, if you have an excess pattern, then you should be doing those intense activities that like you gotta like, you have to burn off Yeah, you you have to burn off that fire. So go for a run, go for a hard bike ride, like pound it out, do CrossFit, you know, just like, you know, work your body super hard because you got to dissipate all of that stress. But what if you're super deficient? What if you just had a baby and you're exhausted and you're not sleeping? well? You should not be running. That's not a good idea. Right. Instead, you should be doing yoga. Or doing breathing exercises, or simply going for a walk, because you just want to get your chi moving. You just want to help to dissipate the stress, but you don't want to wear yourself out at the same time because you're already worn out. Mm-hmm. And there's there's, but for either of those types of exercise, there's a sweet spot for stress and anxiety. And I found that it's 45 minutes. Yes, and I feel like a lot of the research for heart disease is says you know half an hour of exercise a day. Um, but I find for stress, there's something that happens biochemically, when you exercise for 45 minutes, that the endorphins really kick in then. And so whether that's walking for 45 minutes or doing a super hard run, it doesn't really matter. But if you do it for that amount of time, if you do that three or four days a week, it's going to bring that anxiety level from a seven or eight can bring it down to a three or a four without yeah. having to do a whole lot more than that. Isn't this but good? Well, See, Marjorie, this is... you're
0: just falling in love with Senya. I knew this was going to happen. I am, I am <laughs> in love with Senna. And
1: And what you're saying is such an important thing for women to hear. I cannot stress this enough that the times in my life that were most stressful, I always knew that my my go-to move, I mean, I've been in therapy and I've done, you know, other things too, but my go-to move first is exercise. And Mm -hmm. what you're giving women permission to do is to walk don't okay. think that you have to go out and run and because I know a lot of people don't no. they don't make it their go-to move because it's too hard yeah. and they can't maintain mm-hmm. it. Well
0: and they find it drains them after like They're you're not ener- <laughs> Yeah, you're not energized after I, I mean at this point in my life if I did a 45 minute run I, that's not energizing to me no. that's depleting to me and so I, that's even maybe sending us something that like even if you're not going to see an acupuncturist to figure out what your pattern is just acknowledging how you feel after that workout mm-hmm. like if you feel feel more like if you don't feel that like invigoration feeling then that's the wrong workout.
2: In the and most spot on cuz yep. that's what I tell people. There I said, "Well, how do you feel after you do that really hard workout there?" And they say, "I feel exhausted for for 24 hours." Yeah. Or in the case yeah. of anxiety, I feel super, super jittery for the next day or two. Yeah. Like that's, you, you, then you shouldn't do that. Nope, you need to take it down. To, you
1: you've know, done yourself so. no favors then. And mm-hmm. I think one You're of the most making it worse. You're actually making the, it worse. Yeah. One of the most stressful times of my life, I was 49. And I it was just really stressful for a multitude of reasons. And I just – and I, I was a runner. So I used to, my go-to move in sort of my 20s was just to start running again. And I just didn't have, it just, I couldn't do it. I couldn't maintain it. And so I just said, okay, I'm just going to start walking. And I would walk every night for an hour. And mm-hmm. it changed everything in in pretty quick order. It didn't change the circumstances around me, but it changed how I was dealing with them. And I, mm-hmm. I just, I, I I'm so happy that you said this because I think so many times women don't Don't do anything because what they've gone to in the past, they don't have the energy to do. And this is so true after you've had children. I was always sort of admire the women that you'd see them out with the baby joggers and it's like, okay, that's not me. Yeah, that's (laughs) not me. I can't do that. But that's, it's such great. It's such a great thing to tell people figure out what it is whether it's yoga or just breathing exercises or meditation but that is a first great go-to move it really is that's so so important
0: food is another really important piece of the this senya and i want to make sure that we talk about this because it's so easy to hear that like i mean we hear it so much like you're banging your head against the wall like you need to eat a good diet filled with fruits and vegetables right. and <laughs> eat a lot of fiber like everything i look up like with a problem with my child it's like make sure they're getting enough fiber i'm like what okay All right.
1: Stop with the fiber. But
0: what what does that mean to you when you look at like holistic medicine and um, and acupuncture and integrating foods specifically with the goal of helping to mitigate the symptoms of anxiety?
2: Well, I think we've done ourselves a huge disservice in the last twenty or thirty years because I was raised on a low fat diet. Yeah. And I so basically everything you were eating all the time was sugar Mm -hmm. and. I mean, it's no wonder that I had horrific anxiety because one of the things that can contribute to to feeling stressed out is your blood sugar dropping. I mean, just think about when you get hangry, right? You're just like, I just need to eat something and yeah. it's really unreasonable yep. and difficult to deal with. Yep. Well, if that's happening multiple times a day because all you're eating is carbs, that's a really big problem. So, I mean, if you are eating just fruits and vegetables and rice, that's not good because you're not able to keep your blood sugar stable. You need to have that good fat in your diet, the avocados, the olives, the olive oil, the coconut oil, you need those as well as good healthy protein to stabilize your blood sugar and keep your energy nice and steady all throughout the day, then you're not having these ups and downs all the time where you feel anxious three or four times a day when your blood sugar drops.
0: I like that. That's really great because that's a focus on blood sugar and not just like cut this out or don't eat that or whatever. Right. It's mm-hmm. keeping because this is what we're talking about when it comes to anxiety, like keeping us an environment that's supportive of that even keel, mm-hmm. that just like evenness mm-hmm. that you want. That that's where you find like that when you're even is. When you can like look up and see the birds and the, and you know what I mean? <laughs> no, and like no, hear true. children singing and like appreciate the wind on your face. I mean, it's only in those moments of peace and that even keel that you can experience those, which are like the greatest joys in life. Otherwise,
1: you, you're missing it. And I would say, too, it's the only time when you're even is that your responses are linear to what's actually happening <laughs> yes, around you. Yes. <laughs> and we like that. that It's a rational response to what's happening around you For in times sure. of stress. For sure. You know, that's a huge thing. And i I agree with you, Elizabeth. It's just so I don't like to think about food in that sense of making sure that I'm I'm getting everything that I need. And so, Senya, my go-to move is just to shove it all in a blender in the morning mm-hmm. and know that I've sort of covered it. So, <laughs> Perfect. That's so, <laughs> I now put uh, avocado and garbanzo beans in my morning smoothie. Yes. Oh, I just gosh, figure, that's awesome. Yeah, it, you can't taste. I mean, the, actually, the, the avocado, as you both probably know, just makes it super creamy. Super creamy. Mm-hmm. Um, and the garbanzo beans you can't taste. You know, and I, mm-hmm. I feel like they're giving me something extra too. For sure. For people who don't want to think about it, seriously, buy a blender and just shove it all in the morning and take care of it. (laughs) Just start. Just start start there.
0: Meditation is another thing that you think can be really helpful with anxiety. A lot of people talk about this. It's also for some reason like the hardest thing for yes. people to do to sit yes. still and quiet for 15 <laughs> minutes or whatever and it impossible. feels impossible yes okay so what's what is your recommendation when it comes to meditation Senya?
2: so a lot of the studies show that if you do 15 minutes every day that makes a huge huge difference in Know, your blood pressure and kind of all of those health markers, but it, it, yeah, to me, the thought of sitting down and clearing my mind and not thinking about anything makes me more stressed. Yeah, out. that sounds very hard. <laughs> so I have the best life hack for that, and that is to listen to theta music. Huh. So theta music has these is a specific frequency of sound that mimics theta waves in your brain, which is what what your brain goes into when you do that that thought clearing meditation. But here's the thing. You don't even have to pay attention to the music in order for it to work.
1: Oh my so, god!
2: <laughs> so you just play it in the background. So there'll, there'll be days around that I'm, I'm, you know, I'm rushing to get ready for work, and I'll just play it in my bathroom when I'm curling my hair. I'll just put on some theta music, and I, you can just, I just feel my shoulders drop. Wow. And my stomach comes unclenched, and I'm not paying attention to it at all. It just, it just works with magic. So
0: can we search for theta music? Like, do you think like on Amazon Music and stuff like that?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can, and in iTunes and. Um, you know, because it's a New Age type music, there's a lot of variation in, in like just types of sounds that people use. I, I'd actually like to recommend a, a composer. Her name is Kelly Howell. And I actually play her music in my clinic because it, everybody likes it. Because sometimes data music can get a little bit New Agey and weird. Yeah. I'm um, just to say that. Yeah. Um, hers, everybody seems to be, everybody seems to enjoy it. She has lots of different tracks. You can pick it based on what, you know, condition you want to work on and endorsement money for endorsing her. I just really like her music. Kelly Howell. So she's, Kelly Howell. Yeah, she's really, really good. Can you spell her last name? I'm taking notes. It's H- H-O-W-E-L-L. Okay, that's good. I'm H-O-W-E-L-L. taking notes too, and I
0: start it so I can link it up on our social media. I'm trying to be better, guys. I'm going to make sure that I actually post this stuff.
1: Do <laughs> you know how life changing this is, perhaps, for everybody, but I know for me yeah. is I keep Jelly. trying I keep trying to meditate. I, I really do. I'll do you know, the guided meditations. It just has never become habit which I think is what mm-hmm. makes it important is mm-hmm. if you actually are doing it every day. It doesn't help How if I do it mean? once a month. No. But I love this idea. This just is Just turning amazing. on this music.
0: I know, this, is, it. this yeah. is a game changer. This
2: might be. This is why better. I feel
0: so good when I'm in Senia's clinic because I, I didn't even know there was a specific person. I just like the music that's in there. Okay, this is great. Sleeping is uh, the last thing that we'll talk about when it comes to recommendations to help with um, anxiety. And I mean, sleep is a big one. And Senia, people are thinking, I'm anxious, I can't can't sleep. How are Ugh. you telling me that I'm supposed to sleep?
2: <laughs> exactly. And, and I really look closely at people's sleep because especially if you're deficient, you have to get enough sleep. The recommendation that I make is if you're deficient eight to nine hours, Usually people who have this deficient type of anxiety or really jittery, they need a lot of sleep. Yeah. And maybe they're only getting six to seven. If you have the super excess type of stress, then, you know, you can often get away with seven hours of sleep. But if you have that really deficient type, you need to be getting more sleep until your body has rebuilt itself, yeah. until it, mm. it's strong and resilient. Maybe you don't have to do it forever, but, you know, doing that for a few months to get to build your reserves back up. Um, then you'll have a much more
0: resilient. One thing I've noticed, Senia, since uh, since so I've been seeing Marjorie Senia a couple times a week now for the last few weeks as we've been kind of like working on some of this digestive stuff. I was having right. some serious tummy troubles, you guys. Oh. I mean, listen, I don't need to get TMI on you, but whatever. That's what was going on. <laughs> and but since we've been, I've been really diligent about some supplements, and um, Senia, I've really been incorporating more digestive enzymes too. Oh, nice. And, and then being really consistent about my probiotics and taking like magnesium at night and things like that. And I have been finding that I'm waking up before my alarm all huh. this week. It's been really <laughs> great. And like today, I just woke up and then I was like, I'm awake and I'm kind of looking around and then my alarm wasn't going to go off for another 15 minutes. And there <laughs> is something then I think, I think when you are at that point where your body starts to kind of like hum along and it's like, hey, I get it. Like you're, you're you know, I'm going to acupuncture. So I've got things, I've got the chi moving. I'm eating the right things. I'm just like keeping myself supplemented that then your body, it's like easier to just say, now I got my rest. And it's like more efficient sleep than what Mm -hmm. I was getting before. Isn't that amazing when you wake up then? Yeah. I feel great when I wake up and
1: then I bike to work. I think, which is amazing in and of itself, (laughs) but I think it's interesting. The idea that what we can strive for is a body that's good with its own rhythm yeah I think we fight it in so many different ways and what you're experiencing it sounds like Elizabeth is that you're in rhythm like you're it's all sort of clicking and that that's a good thing to strive for and I I I honestly think for so many of us we don't even think about it we don't even think about how life can feel when you wake up before your alarm yeah like that that feels a that, lot that's better. A, that's a huge deal. Mm-hmm. That's not a small thing. That's a really big deal, Elizabeth, that you're waking up and you feel rested. Yeah. That's really cool. Senia,
0: you're oh. a miracle worker. This is really fun, Senia. We love talking to you and um there are so many more things that we can talk to Senia about. I'm telling you. Yeah. These guests that we have, Marjorie, we're stockpiling them because there are like we could talk to Senia about a hundred more topics. It's fascinating but i really felt like this was a great way to start because it just impacts so many people it does and the shift that reducing anxiety and stress in your life can make in your home is just paramount
1: i think it's ev- it's close to everything i won't say it's everything but it's close to everything totally. hey senya can can elizabeth and i do like a couples acupuncture thing <laughs> Absolutely, for sure. You're in town, you
0: just let me know. I love it. All right,
1: would it be fun? Well, Sonia, I'll see you on
0: Monday. Okay, I've got an appointment with you on Monday at five. All right. Wonderful. All right. Thank, Thank you, you. Sonia. Have a great day.
2: Thanks, ladies. Thanks for having
0: me on. <laughs> yep. Bye. Oh, gosh. oh my god. Wouldn't that be funny? I know. Super funny. We could totally it, do it. Does it hurt? No. Overall, it doesn't. But sometimes it does. Like sometimes she'll hit a point, and I like to be super upfront with this about you know for people right that. Sometimes we'll hit a point, and I'll be like, "Ow!" and then she'll say, "Like one when, when I was just starting on this digestive one, she hit one, and I'm super vocal with Sonia too because I know right. her really well, so I'll right. be like, "Ow!"
1: Um, <laughs> you don't swear, though, right? <laughs> No, but
0: she'll go, "Oh wow, that one was associated. That's that's a point that's really significantly associated with intestinal inflammation. Oh, so it's like." To me, sometimes when you hit a point where you feel like a reaction or like a woo, and it doesn't hurt for the whole time. It'll just kind of hurt when it goes in for a second. And And I'm talking like she'll sometimes do 25 needles in me. And it's well, like so cool. one or two that I have that reaction to. So it's a right. very small percentage of the overall experience. But to me, it's almost like a, oh my gosh, that's great. Cause we're hitting something that I needed to right. get going. Right. Like there's some, there's some blockage there. There's some things that need to be moving,
1: but. And then how long are you sitting? Like how long are you there? Usually like an, hour. The
0: yeah, oh, an hour. Yeah. An hour. So you go in and then she, you kind of have a conversation. It kind of depends on your appointment, but for like my regular appointments now, since we're in a groove and she'll ask me kind of what's going on, how are things, blah, blah, blah. And then we'll chat for a few minutes and then I hop up on the table and then she'll put needles in and we'll kind of be talking about things. And then I do an acupuncture nap. So she (gasps) leaves and you lay there (laughs) yeah, for about like 30 or 40 minutes, usually like 30 minutes with the needles in with the music. And she puts like an eye pillow on my face and then I just rest and then... I pop back up. You know, and, in acupuncture, I mean, a lot of, a lot more insurance companies are covering, covering it, it. You know, I mean, you can use HSA dollars to pay for it. I mean, cause I get it. I don't want it, this to sound like it's some sort of like elitist treatment. I really, I think it's becoming so much more mainstream. I mean, my healthcare practitioner, my mainstream nurse practitioner when I was Pregnant for with Bernie recommended acupuncture that they did at my clinic. I just happened to already see Senya. So it's, I would just encourage you to ask about it and think about it as an option instead of just always going to like, well, I'm just going to go to my doctor and say how it is and, and then get on whatever pill, which again, we've talked about this. I don't want any stigma with pills because it's so, no. so, important. so, so important and there should be no shame in taking those at all. But if you're experiencing it and you're feeling like this isn't the right thing or I don't know, I'm feeling muted
1: because of it, there might be another way too. Right. And that's, I think, just loved talking to her because I think it's so important for us to acknowledge where we are. And I think that's the really great part about her story, is that acknowledgement of, of where she was and that she didn't want to live that way. Yeah, And I think sometimes when we're busy, it works to our disadvantage because we just – like we talked about already, we just hit this place where we say, this is our new normal yeah. and this is what I have to live with. And if 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 this yeah. helps in any way for somebody to just take a step back and go, okay, what do I want my life to look like and how do I want to really feel every day? Mm-hmm. It is one of the things I have always admired about you. Pretty much as soon as I started to get to know you was that you, you live your life with such intention of wanting it to be a certain way and identifying that and then trying really hard to make it so. And it's just such a a mature way to live and can be such a blessing to the people around you. Oh, that's And I just admire that in you.
0: Oh, thank you. Sometimes my husband is probably like, do we have to do it this way?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Can't, ah, whatever can it
0: just be like kind of okay
1: <laughs> i no did once
0: i did once ask him like do you ever wish that you were married to someone who didn't just like push you so much and he was like absolutely not (laughs) good answer Jay that was a good answer answer. well listen I love this conversation and uh, the good news is Marjorie Best to the Nest just keeps on growing and we are so grateful to all of you who are listening and if you are enjoying this podcast please subscribe wherever you get your podcast it really is meaningful when you listen we see the numbers we see it growing and it is so exciting and it just makes us want to continue having these conversations share it with a friend we'd also love reviews on i tunes, um, especially if they're good. Mainly only if
1: they're good. <laughs> you really do. That's self-aware. Don't talk to us if you don't like us. <laughs> That's the truth. And please, 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 we do mean it. Reach out to us. You can find us both on Instagram at Best of the Nest or at E-Reese or at It's Me Marjorie1. And of course, we're on Twitter and Facebook at Best of the Nest. Love you Marjorie. Punnett. Love you too. Goodbye. <laughs>